Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into the program, man. Making our way through another whole week. Can you imagine we are just a couple weeks away from the 4th of July, the most patriotic day of the entire year, at least one of the most patriotic days of the entire year. Today's a big one, too. If you haven't noticed, happy Flag Day. Remember back in the day when we used to actually remember what the flag stood uh, stood for, when we remembered how to properly display the flag, we remembered what the stars and stripes actually meant, we remembered how to properly fold a flag. <laughs> remember all those cool little things? I took a civics class back in the eighth grade, and I still remember vaguely the majority of that. I don't think a whole lot of people actually remember the proper flag etiquette. In fact, I've had military veterans putting the flag on display on a wall backwards, and it bugged me a little bit. I don't know. I'm a dork that way. Welcome into the program. Happy Flag Day to you. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, baby. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, we love you to death. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Bottom of the hour, we have Richard Lyons on the show. He is the author of multiple books, including The DNA of Democracy, his latest book, The Shadows of the Acropolis. We've had him on many times. It's been a little bit, though, and looking forward to chatting with him. At the bottom, we'll get his thoughts on how democracy, and I use democracy in the uh, very uh, open context here, open quotes, if you might say, uh, for our radio listeners. Uh, We use democracy in a very loosey-goosey term because we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic, and we need to remind people the fact that we are a constitutional republic, but we still have uh, a flavor of democracy built into our system, and we'll talk about that. Is it Is it being threatened right now and what the latest is when it comes to preserving our way of life and our rule of law in our society because of what's going on with the lawsuits and the corruption and the shenanigans going on in Washington, D.C.? So we'll have all that at the bottom of the hour. Yesterday was hilarious, though, after the court hearing with Donald Trump pleading not guilty, which was expected, his flight to New Jersey where he held his speech and then he had a backdoor donor meeting as well, kind of a one-on-one intimate thing, with his goal to raise $2 million at the end of the banquet. And guess what? According to the even the mainstream media, who hated to acknowledge it, he ended up hitting his $2 million goal with the meeting last night. So, I get that's, yeah. I mean, heck, I'd love to be able to walk into a dinner and speak for, you know, half hour, 40 minutes, and then walk away with $2 million. I could be okay with that. I do that one time, man, and Want to hear from me again? I'm kidding because it's not about the money, but uh, it's wild that you can do that. And the fact that people are willing to throw so much money at Donald Trump, the poll numbers are going up, which we'll get to in a second here as well, because of all that the mudslinging the Democrats are throwing in the state of absolute desperation. But I don't know that it's desperation any longer. I think it's absolute ignorance. Now, remember, 
if you're ignorant to an issue, you should probably educate yourself because if you don't know what you don't know and then someone tries to explain it to you, you can do one of two things. You can either put the blinders on and la, 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 and you completely ignore it because it shakes up the foundation of your core belief system, or you can evolve. And you can be like, wow, that's an interesting concept. How do I implement that into my already understanding of issues and then build upon that to better understand the world around me? That's what we're up against right now because progressives, while they call themselves the party of progressivism, meaning progress in society, they're the ones doing the la, 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 la. They're completely ignoring. They want nothing to do with facts, with truth, with common sense which is what we promote on the show here, they want nothing to do with any of that in society because they already have their minds made up. You ever meet that narcissist individual to where no matter what, their mind's already made up. No matter what you tell them, no matter what you try to bring to the table for a conversation, their mind's already, I know this is fact, period, end of story, and anything you say that counters that goes in one ear and out the other because I have nothing to be able to comprehend or, or grasp or soak in or uh, absorb or comprehend that understanding in any way. You know those people, mostly on the progressive Democrat side of the aisle, especially in the political realm. So we have the facts of Joe Biden. Again, don't need to go down that road because we already know how corrupt he is, and there are way better uh, people with ba- way better resources being able to actually pull st- straight audio, legitimate audio from Joe Biden and the shenanigans he's been pulling. We know that Donald Trump's uh, indictment right now is a complete fraud just trying to either put him in jail or at least make sure he cannot run for president again. And it's not working because in a single night, he raises over $2 million. And his poll numbers go through the roof. In fact, uh, let me see if I can find the right one here. This is is the wrong one here. Uh, Here we go. So from Fox News, support for Donald Trump continues to grow with overall registered voters hitting at 37%, which is higher than what it was before. And relatively decent. Joe Biden's approval ratings are sitting at about 12% right now. So a 37% uh, approval rating from a uh, Quinnipiac University poll that came out today shows 37% support to Donald Trump among registered voters. Among Republicans specifically, it's 53% compared to uh, Florida Governor's Ron DeSantis's 23%. So he's still got a 30-point lead over Ron DeSantis right now because of all that is happening and the democrats while they don't quite understand it and they try to act all baffled and just confused by this i don't think that they quite grasp what's really going on and here's what i mean what's the question that has been concerning for republicans right now is how can we possibly let a legal system be so corrupt that it has taken out a political opponent of someone with no credible information or nothing that was actually a crime that's been done for years uh, with presidents taking classified documents home and declassifying them because, well, by golly, they're president and they have the right to do so. Uh, how have we never persecuted anybody on this until now because of a political opponent that uh, Democrats don't want to have and they don't want back into the White House? How could we allow such a corrupt system to finally take place? Because like Donald Trump and so many other pundits have said, this is something that we don't see unless you're in a third world dictatorial tyrannical government system where they don't like any type of uh, individual questioning their authority. So therefore, they just imprison them or kill them. And that's what we're up against, unfortunately, now. And the Democrats don't quite grasp it. After the hearing in Florida yesterday... Donald Trump went to go grab some lunch, paid for everybody's lunch there. The vast majority, obviously, being in Miami, 
was the Hispanic population, specifically the Cuban population, who has fled from Cuba, a communist regime, because we under- they understand, not we, they understand, because they were there, their family had been there, they understand what communism looks like. They understand the political prosecution of a political opponent because they don't want any challengers. They understand the tyrannical government of socialism by universalizing their health care system, by taking all the tax money, by redistributing power, by redistributing uh, electricity, by redistributing food. They understand what that system actually looks like, which is why, coincidentally, they're here. And that's why the vast majority of Cubans, specifically— Because remember, uh, according to the Bidens, the Hispanic population is just as diverse as a breakfast taco. That the Cuban population specifically understands this, and the vast majority of them are very conservative and very Republican. And apparently, Democrats, again, when you tell them these things, you tell them the facts and the truth, their eyes kind of gloss over. And they don't quite grasp it because it doesn't click. That aha moment hasn't quite happened yet for them, which is okay. We'll continue to educate them like the children while they're in third grade. We'll continue to just badger them and try to ask them in a different way, maybe educate them just a little bit differently. But right now their eyes are just kind of glossy. They don't quite grasp it. And here's what I mean. Chuck Todd making this comment yesterday while he saw the massive Hispanic rally going on with Donald Trump at the restaurant after the whole indictment in the courts. My word, I mean, we've not seen something like this in the United States before, where uh, a political figure like this is under legal threat and he goes to celebrate and there are people there ready to celebrate. And he's, I mean, it, it we've seen this take place in other countries where you've had uh, corrupt, you know, political figures accused of corruption do this. There is a faction of South Florida uh, 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 very conservative MAGA Hispanics who are very much rally around. <laughs> He's having trouble saying it. He's having trouble saying and grasping the concept that Hispanics, because remember, this is supposed to be a very racist president that he is, Mr. Donald Trump, the most racist human being on the face of the earth, who said that everybody coming across the border was a bad person or was a horrible human being or whatever. He, whatever they tried to say that he said, which he didn't really say because they don't know what he actually says because they don't listen to what he actually says, uh, that he's supposed to be the most horrible, racist person on the face of the earth. He's having trouble saying the fact that there are conservative Hispanics rallying around Donald Trump in Miami. Of South Florida, uh, uh, very conservative MAGA Hispanics who are very much rally around, sort of almost see common cause of the injustices of America with Cuba and Venezuela. And he's 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 trying to wrap himself in this, uh, in the in the sort of the folks who claim they're exiles in the exile community, and it's a it's a real perversion of what the exile community used to fight for. I mean, this is this is what makes it so surreal to see it here in, in the United States. We were the safe haven for those that were escaping uh, moments like this. That was tough, man. That was really tough for Chuck Todd to get out. That the perversion of what Donald Trump is doing for those that were in Cuba, the Cuban population in Miami, Florida, that have seen tyranny, that understand what tyranny looks like, that understands the policies that they implement as communists and as socialists. They understand that, which is why they left that to come to the greatest nation on the face of the earth and waving a flag proudly in Pride Month on Flag Day, waving the American flag uh, flag proudly because of how much they love this nation, understanding we're not a socialist or communist nation. And then Chuck Todd has to say that 
the political perversion of Donald Trump trying to wrap himself around those that have wrongly thought about political prosecution in a wrong way because apparently they haven't truly understood what they're trying to flee and what's really going on. Um, He's telling the ones that have actually experienced it or the families that have actually come from it and experienced it, whether as an adult or as a child coming here to the United States, he's telling them that they don't know what they're doing and what they're talking about. That they don't know what's really going on here because even though they've witnessed it and know the signs of it, of a government consolidating power, taking over the education industry, taking over the healthcare industry, taking over your guns, taking over the identity politics, keeping us at arms with each other, trying to keep the bickering ongoing, consolidating that. But they don't understand that Donald Trump is just perversing this issue with them. This is, I mean, who is this guy? This, if you want to use the identity politics, this white privileged liberal elite goon who tries to tell, again, the ones on the plantation, because remember, the Democrats have never left that slavery plantation for the minority populations. Who is he to tell the people that have actually experienced what communism looks like that they don't know what communism looks like and that they're being played by a guy who's being persecuted wrongly because he's not really being persecuted wrongly? Who is this guy? And is he going to be called out for that by the mainstream media and say, wait a second, you're actually subject subject fine i don't even know what the word is that you call trying to tell them what they believe well i do because actually according to the democrats it's called racial imposter syndrome what is racial imposter syndrome we'll talk about that when we come back here in a second chuck todd the mainstream media not grasping it saying that we're taking over cultures and we're the oppressors while they're calling those minorities a bunch of idiots. Very interesting. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. I gotta admit, I think this is gonna be my new favorite audio clip. We're gonna save this one into the archives with Chuck Todd dancing his round, stumbling and bumbling his way through a broadcast, dumbfounded how Hispanics' population could be supporting Donald Trump in Miami after the arraignment of Donald Trump, him pleading not guilty in the criminal activity that he's performed. How dare I mean, how dare they think that they can relate Donald Trump to being politically persecuted? by a tyrannical socialist regime like they've seen in their previous countries that they've come from. How dare they try and do that correlation? They have no clue what they're talking about because even though they may have experienced it, they're too stupid to understand what's really going on. Stick on the plantation, shut your mouth, and go do your damn job, according to the progressive Democrats who don't like the people standing up and actually questioning what's really going on in the world today. My word, I mean, we've not seen something like this in the United States before where Uh, A political figure like this is under legal threat and he goes to celebrate and there are people there ready to celebrate. And he's I mean, it it, we've seen this take place in other countries where you've had uh, corrupt, you know, political figures accused of corruption do this. There is a faction of South Florida 
uh, 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 very conservative MAGA <laughs> Hispanics who are very much rally around. It's so hard to say. Almost see common cause of the injustices of America with Cuba and Venezuela, and he's 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 trying to wrap himself in this, uh, in the in the sort of the folks who claim they're exiles in the exile community, and it's a it's a real perversion of what the exile community used to fight for. I mean, this is. This is what makes it so surreal to see it here in, in the United States. We were the safe haven for those that were escaping uh, moments like this. <laughs> we were the safe haven of people that were escaping things like this. We were. Past tense, we were, because now it's happening here. And guess what? That same community that you're uh, degrading right now and dis, uh, just completely dismembering and just trying to completely avoid because you don't understand what they're saying – they're the ones that have been saying for a long time, and we've had many on this program and other shows have had them on their programs where they've been yelling and screaming, hey, we're starting to see the signs and similarities of going down that exact same road of what we just left. We're seeing the same things happen, and they're all happening from the liberal, socialist, progressive side of the aisle by centralizing education, centralizing the judicial system, centralizing the healthcare system, creating more power, taking over the private industry, raising more taxes, getting rid of the firearms, and the issue go on and on and on you literally just dismissed the community that's been screaming about that for years and then you're dumbfounded because you're too stupid to understand it not that i usually do name calling on this program but holy cow man this is like right in your face you're too uh ignorant let's put it that way to understand that they've been warning about this for a long time and then you just don't understand why they're doing what they're doing donald trump said the exact same thing coming out hard after his uh after his arraignment when he went to new jersey to speak last night and then said this political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty in the middle of a presidential election in which he's losing very badly. This is called election interference in yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or a communist nation. Why do you think that the Hispanic population that has fled that stuff is swarming to support Donald Trump right now. Why do you think that they've been yelling about concerns of a fascist communist regime taking over and seeing the signs of that happen here in the United States where the Democrats put on those blinders, la, 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 and completely ignore it? Why? Because they know it, and they just don't want other people to know it. They think that we're the stupid ones. Again, shut up, get back on the plantation, and do your damn job because you don't need to be questioning what we're doing here. The elitist mentality that has a complete lack of understanding of the common you and I, Joe Schmo folk, going to work on a daily basis. Richard Lyons, coming up on the program right around the corner. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program on the halfway mark here. Last half hour, boy, it flies right on by. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time, Richard Lyons, uh, busy right now on another 
interview. We'll try and get him on here in a little bit. If not, we'll get him rescheduled. Not a big deal. As we're on a roll right now, baby, this uh, very interesting, this racial imposter syndrome. What is this? And why in the world do we have the elites that think they know better than everybody else, knowing better than those who have actually experienced it something? <laughs> have you ever had that? You're part of a group or you know, part of an identity or part of an age or part of whatever who uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we totally know what you're going Really? Do you really know what I'm going through? Do you really understand? You're going to tell me that you know about my story better than me. That's an interesting concept because that's the way progressives love to act, which is why they love to micromanage the entire world. And while we see the corruption going on, obviously, within the judicial system in the Democrat Party, everything with Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and the FBI and so on and so forth, uh, it is something that needs to be addressed here soon. Donald Trump, during a speech last night, uh, made some interesting points. Obviously, it was uh, talking the majority of how bad Democrats have been and how bad Joe Biden has been, but brought up some interesting stuff that I had never even heard of, which was kind of fascinating. Recordings of President Clinton's conversations with all of the many foreign leaders at the time. Think of that. Sensitive facts about trade negotiations taken from presidential briefings. Discussions with the Secretary of State about conflict in Bosnia and much, much more. Very big stuff. Not only was Bill Clinton never even considered for a criminal prosecution based on the tapes he took, but when he was sued for them, he won the case. Judge Amy Berman Jackson's decision states under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act. Did anybody else remember that? I didn't remember any of that story. But hey, so maybe this is a quick one. Now, Democrats have been hoping that this court, uh, court case will go fast, so that way... They love to do things fast and furious. We don't need to let you know the details. We don't need to let you know everything that's going on. Let's just get this done and then just trust us when we say, we'll give you the synopsis. Donald Trump was evil. He did a bunch of bad stuff. We punished him. Boom. End of story. That's all you need to know. (laughs) And when it doesn't happen that way, then they get a little testy and a little upset. I want to shift gears slightly, though, as we talk about some of the corruption. Put on the tinfoil hat here for just a second. And I want you to ponder something with how Joe Biden especially, let's just focus on him for a second since he is president of the United States, and the leaked audio coming out with him and the banks out of Ukraine and some of the other scandals that he's been involved in, the big guy with some of the stuff that he's been working on, one that hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention because it's happening now as we speak because they just don't learn their lesson and they continue to try to promote the same thing over and over and over again, knowing when you get away with something, you're going to try and get away with it again, right? As a kid, hey, if I lied and I got away with it, oh, then it's good. This is a safe zone. I can continue to do this until it doesn't work anymore because the truth always comes out in the end and we end up making a mistake. Now, is this a overall open knowing push to try to empower corruption around the world? Or is this just kind of an unintended consequence that's going on? Obviously, with the southern border, which we have some news on that, and we'll talk about that here in the next week or so as well regarding the southern border. Regarding the southern border and the massive flood of immigrants coming in, Andy's out of this going corruption. Trust me. Hold on a second. 
With the massive flood of immigrants coming in after the ending of Title 42 and the lack of response from the federal government, the expedited process that we have with really surveying and interviewing somebody within a two-minute process, giving them their SNAP benefit card, giving them some tickets on the bus, sending them to wherever they need to go, and then boom, on to the next person in a two-minute fashion, being able to make sure that they're healthy and that they don't have any bad ill intent for the nation, being you know a terrorist or a cartel member or something like that, in a two-minute screening process because there's so many down there. That's been the process of the Democrats right now. Is there a bigger issue going on outside of just human trafficking, drug and fentanyl trafficking, and gun trafficking, which has been really the primary concern with the trafficking going on at the southern border? Put on the tinfoil hat for just a second, shall you? According to Breitbart News, under the Biden administration and the Food and Drug Administration, They've been working on some new rule changes when it comes to public health initiatives, which that should be right there, a major flag that goes up with regarding a public health initiative. We saw exactly how those quote-unquote public health initiatives work so well during the COVID-19 pandemic. So if they're trying to promote some type of initiative to tell you that health is really important and we're going to take care of you, don't you worry. That should be a red flag for us. It'll be like, wait, no, no, hold on here. Because if we fall for it again, man, do you do you really think that uh, we can get bailed out the next time? We came really close to allowing them lockdown and have the Great Reset happen permanently last time because of how long we went along with their initiatives. Next time, it's not going to go that way again. We didn't listen. We, we didn't listen. <laughs> so here's what the new public health initiative is being proposed on with the Biden administration and the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, according to Breitbart News. The rule changes would uh, essentially ban all cigarettes, starting with the outright ban of menthol-flavored cigarettes and flavored cigars in the nation. As the new regulatory overhauls are being uh, proposed, federal bureaucrats have studies and reports that they claim support their actions, but the experts see it as a disaster around the corner. Now, As you know, there's been a massive demonization across the nation for years of tobacco products. Now, tobacco products, obviously, were a major boost in the U.S. economy early on in the founding of the nation by rolling cigars, rolling cigarettes, and so on and so forth, and using tobacco. Is tobacco healthy for you? No, tobacco is not healthy for you, and we have to put that right out there uh, so everybody's aware. Andy's telling you to smoke cigarettes. No, I'm not. (laughs) Not at all, in any way, shape, or form. But... Should you have the right to smoke a cigarette? I believe you do, if you choose to do so. And again, this goes right into the corruption that we'll get to in just a second. If you have the right, and this goes into should you wear a seatbelt, should you be wearing a helmet, should there be uh, law enforcement to enforce these sites, uh, sorts of things, if they see you not wearing a seatbelt or not wearing a helmet when you ride a motorcycle, not smoking a cigarette, uh, should they have the right to openly enforce these things and say government's here to protect you, so therefore we're going to fine you and punish you and throw you in jail or take away your license or whatever, making sure that you cannot do this thing again because it's a rule to protect you against yourself and the potentially stupid decisions that you could make for yourself, which has led to a very, uh, uh, let me just say weak, I think in my humble opinion, a weak population where we now live in a bubble that's created by the government in this safety net that doesn't really exist, but we feel really comfortable in the fact that we think that it exists through government regulation. All that being said, now they want to essentially ban cigarettes by new initiatives, by especially outright banning menthol-flavored cigarettes and flavored cigars, Because apparently those are really, 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 really bad for you. Okay, put that issue aside for just a second. 
I want to ask you a very simple question. How successful or non-successful has the war on drugs been for the last, I don't know, 60 years? How well has it worked? When we tried to ban marijuana, other drugs, harsher drugs, how well has that worked? Right now, we are in the, ma- uh, the middle of an opioid pandemic with the fentanyl crisis that is the worst thing we've ever seen, really ever. We've never been able to stop people from smoking marijuana, whether you agree or disagree with the legalization of that. We've never been able to stop people from taking meth or cocaine or anything of the sort. Now, I'm not saying that we legalize these things, but I am saying that the massive enforcement and the millions upon millions of dollars of law enforcement trying to stop people from doing these things, punishing them and throwing them in jail for these things, has not stopped them from actually doing these things. In fact, some of the only good products and good uh, uh, campaigns that we've done is like the D.A.R.E. program, telling kids not to do drugs, trying to educate them and teach them. And yet, what did we get rid of in most schools? The D.A.R.E. program. In fact, I don't know any school that still does the D.A.R.E. program. Do they? Do they still do the D.A.R.E. program? I don't know if they do. But now we want to ban cigarettes, tobacco. Now, cigarettes are probably the worst out of all of them because of all the tar and other chemicals and crap that they put in those things. But cigars are essentially just leaves that they roll that they dry out roll up and then they smoke not sure how bad those could potentially be for you because they're extremely less harmful than they are with actual cigarettes all of that being set aside the question is what is this going to do to the market if they ban these things we're going to see a black market rise because people want their cigarettes people want their cigars people want these things so they're going to find a way to get them because you can never stop someone from getting these things if that's what they really 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 want Who's going to benefit from a black market being started for something basic as cigarettes? The cartels. What's going on with the opioid pandemic right now is a fentanyl crisis where they're lacing drugs with fentanyl that we're going to now put in cigarettes and come into the country. Is this an unintended consequence or, like in so many other cases that we found out throughout the years, is the government potentially financially benefiting from cartels coming in and benefiting from running the cigarette industry since we're going to kill off the private industry here in the United States of tobacco companies producing actual cigarettes? Is this intended or is the unintended consequence? I'm curious on what direction it goes, but why in the world would the FDA, again, thinking with their rules of, oh, we have to protect the stupid community, ha, <laughs> thinking that that's going to be the way to save people by banning cigarettes altogether, and especially menthols, which are the very popular ones, and the flavored cigarettes, which I've never had. The only time I had a flavored cigar was when I was 18, and I was so excited to be able to smoke for the first time, and I went and I bought myself a Swisher Sweets. They're terrible. They're god-awful, but by golly, I was 18, and I was going to enjoy it, damn it, because I like it for freedom and the ability to do so, even though I know the potential risks of that. But the government, uh uh-uh, we're going to ban it. Which means when we ban it, you have to get it from the black market, from the cartels that will get more influence in the United States. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program last few minutes here. I know that the 
banning of cigarettes is under the realm of the we're going to take care of you because you're too stupid to take care of yourself. So as the government, we're going to do this for you because we're the government and we're here to help. I know that that's the messaging that they're putting out there from the Biden admin and from the FDA because, well, that's about as smart as they can get. But you have to start questioning everything now on what the real motive is because it always goes back to money in some way, shape or form. Who's financially benefiting from the selling of tobacco products and who's going to benefit from it because imagine if you will and we've said this so many times the cyclical need for us to buy the things that they tell us not to buy cigarettes is a prime example of that we don't want you to buy cigarettes so we're going to tax the cigarettes and we're going to raise the taxes on those here in kansas we actually had a thing called a sin tax i don't even know if we still we may still have it in here i don't know uh where it was things like cigarettes and alcohol and things that were quote-unquote sinful and bad for you. So we put not just a regular sales tax on it, but we put a sin tax on it. Well, then if we have more tax revenue coming in because people still continue to buy the product, then we use that money. And usually, like Colorado did when they started legalizing marijuana, they said, all right, uh, it's bad for you, and but you guys want it, so we're going to put a tax on it, and we're going to use that money to fund new books in classrooms. In fact, that's exactly what they did. They funded it to either put books into the classrooms or build new schools across the state of Colorado. And then we would use a portion of it as well to teach kids not to do drugs. (laughs) Oh, the irony that the books that are telling you not to do drugs are the ones that they got based on the sales tax from people that were doing the actual drugs. So then you become dependent on that tax revenue because if you don't have that tax revenue then, then you cannot build the new schools or you cannot actually get the new books, or you can't create the program to tell kids not to do drugs. So now you've become dependent on the revenue stream that you said you didn't want to have because the revenue stream that you had was really bad for you. And they do this all across the board on all the bad stuff. On gas, for example, we don't want to use gas. Gas is really bad. Don't be buying gas. It hurts the environment, yada, yada, yada. But do you know how much tax money that the government, both statewide and federally, actually get from tax revenue from purchasing gas at a gas pump? It's massive amounts of money. So they're going to lose that revenue. So they have to compensate for it somewhere else or they just continue to become dependent on it. So can you imagine how much money tax revenue is coming in from cigarettes across the nation? That is a major industry. And the Food and Drug Administration wants to ban cigarettes, which means there's going to be a major tax revenue hit on uh, sales tax for cigarettes, both at the statewide and at the federal levels. What are they going to do to compensate for that money or where or who is going to be financially benefiting more than when they actually ban it? Because they're dependent on that money. They need that tax revenue. In fact, right now, I mean, we're seeing more tax revenue come into the federal government than ever before, and we're still overspending, which is why we had to pass a bill to raise the debt ceiling, because we're still spending more money than we have revenue coming in to the federal government, which is nothing new for all of us, because they won't put their spending habits in tracks. But at the same time, we're going to cut another revenue stream? doesn't make any sense to me. So who's financially benefiting? So that's why we have to ask the question now. If Joe Biden's been corrupt and tying himself in with financial benefits from banks from all over the world, including Ukraine, which conveniently is where we're supporting right now with a conflict ongoing, not saying that we shouldn't help Ukrainians because they're trying to defend their own nation, the people, not necessarily the government. But with that's going on with the ties with Russia, the ties with China, the ties with the Ukraine, who else is he tied to right now? And while we continue to have an open border policy 
down at the southern border, allowing people to come in and letting cartels run rampant at our southern border and making their way across the rest of the nation. How is that not a question of concern when we start seeing something like this, when we know how easy it is for them to smuggle products into the nation and then we ban products that they could easily bring into the nation as well, potentially laced with things way more serious than what we're seeing right now. Who's financially benefiting from this? And the Bidens who have gotten away with things, the Clintons who have gotten away with things, the people who have gotten away with this type of corruption for their own personal financial gain, who say he doesn't get it? The big guy's not getting another kickback when the cartels are like, hey, we'll supply the cigarettes in the nation and we'll give you a percent. I don't know if that's true. I'm not making that claim. I'm just asking a question because it would fall in line with everything else that's been going on across the nation and around the world and the ties that the Biden family and the big guy actually have. Because we know it's not going to stop people from smoking cigarettes and they're dependent on that tax revenue in some way, shape or form. So what are they going to tax more of and who's going to actually get the money when the black market skyrockets for something simple as a cigarette and a flavored cigar and those little mini cigarellos and all the other wonderful little goodies that you can get at the gas station to just enjoy life once in a while and take a breather when they make you work three jobs just to try and sustain and put food on your table to take care of your family. I don't know. Trying to relieve yourself just a little bit by having a break and smoking a cigarette. How dare you? You're killing humanity. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. This is The Voice of Reason.